We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Wouldn't that be funny if I've always had this like thing of making fun of people's pussies? That bitch has a real lippy pussy. I was like eight years old making fun of her. <laughs> that was like my diss on the playground. I'd be like, all right, lippy Lindsay. <laughs> What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. You know, I went to a wedding. First time at a wedding fully sober. Yeah. I actually had a good time. There we go. It looked great. I mean, whenever there's a buffet. I feel like that can compensate for a lot. Yeah. They had a seafood buffet, and then they had, she's Cuban, and he's part Lebanese, I believe. So they had Mediterranean food. Ooh, nice. That's and a good Cuban combo. food. Whew. I had three separate plates. Excellent. <laughs> oh, and then they had an ice cream bar. I went up to the ice cream table and the photographer was like, um, can't you wait? Like, I haven't taken photos yet. And I'm just like going in like Patrick Starr, just like <laughs> eating from the top of the ice cream tower. And I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sober. And she's like, you think that makes it better? Yes. <laughs> in my mind, I'm like, I have to eat this ice cream on top of the tower. Because or I will die. Because <laughs> I'm fucking bored. And in her mind, she's like, oh, you're not even drunk right now. Like, you're not even going to be embarrassed by this tomorrow. <laughs> no, that's not true. You could still be embarrassed by it, but you're like, I'm fully aware of what I'm doing right now. I am have complete agency over this entire situation. Yeah, I didn't really feel any um, embarrassment. I think the hardest part about being sober at a wedding is the cocktail hour because you're just standing around drinking so yeah. you're like fuck what do I do I mean, with my hands it is what the whole hour is for yeah but then they were doing past apps mm-hmm. so I made it like a video game so I was like following the woman around to get the steak on top of the cracker mm-hmm. I got a mini taco those were delicious Great. and then when I got to the dance floor I was like ah, I don't know if I can dance like but then I forgot captain of Chantilly dance team baby I, I mean, certain skills you don't lose you don't you don't lose them And And, um, I found the videos of Hannah in her senior year of high school. They're on YouTube if you want to do a quick little search. Skylar was trying to get me to relapse the other day and was sending me videos of me from dance team in high school. I really, if if someone's going through something or they're really challenging themselves, I like to test that. You like to double down. You're like, oh, you can be sober. Let's Let's see. Let's see if that's true. You can get through these videos. Just whatever. Just go on the dance floor with this. Your high V. My high V and my kick high dropped v, into a kick, split. A little bit of maybe uh, fairy jump, sea jumps, a little bit of Chris Brown thrown in there. You would have been fine. No, I mean, but my one friend who was drunk, she was like, you know what, Hannah, you have to remember everyone on this dance floor is so drunk right now that it doesn't matter what you look like. And then with that confidence, plus the experience I have from dance team, 
I mean, the dance floor started at 7, ended at 11.30. Oh, wow. I was full Richard Simmons in that bitch because they had a band. A band is a classy move at a wedding, I have to say. They do covers, and then they had like four singers, so they had every... Oh, they could harmonize. Exactly. It was. I was just very impressed by the whole evening. And by the end of it, there was a girl who threw up on the bus, and I was like, you know what? It wasn't me. There you go. (laughs) And that's when you know it's worth it. You're like, "Mm, yes. I got to eat all those tacos, and they're still in there, baby. Yeah, as much as I would should have purged them, as my mother would say, um, I didn't. That was the first wedding I I have vivid memories of. Sounds like it was a banger, so it's a good one to kind of inaugurate all of this with. Like, what if it had been some shitty, like, in the middle of nowhere, backyard, just nothing wedding? I wouldn't drink still, because I'm just so scared of alcohol, but I would maybe... Maybe Maybe try a little PCP. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. I would just maybe get the the bath salts, you know, whatever's they're cooking up in that backyard wedding. Yeah. Um, it was easier than I thought. Good. There you go. The thing is that kind of sucks is like the fun part of going to a wedding is like, well, I guess you have a boyfriend, but like getting drunk and hooking up with someone. You know, like all my friends were like, "Ooh, who are the single guys on the on the gentleman's side?" You know. And I felt too creepy to do that because everyone gets so drunk at a wedding. It's like, that's not weird. Well, it is weird to be like, it doesn't feel weird. I feel weird trying to hook up with a guy who's like clearly, you know what I mean? Like, I feel weird early on being like, yeah, who's my uh, victim tonight? Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Because it's like they're going to get drunk. And so like the way it should be. What do you mean? Like, it should be like, hmm, I feel weird targeting that person because they're so fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's. (laughs) I have like a normal response. Yeah. <laughs> but all my friends are like, oh, I'm going to try to hook up with this guy tonight. And then they both got drunk and hooked up. But I was like, yeah, I can't really do that. I just there's something morally wrong with hooking up with a guy who thinks who let the dogs out is a good song. You know, you get to that point in the night and you're drunk like, or sober. But what I'm saying is they're so drunk. They're like, yeah, like, Jim, I haven't heard this in years. Exactly. Like, yeah, there's a reason. It's, yeah. it's just predatory. Yeah. Think about that movie Wedding Crashers. Mm-hmm. The whole movie is about getting drunk and hooking up with women. Yeah. What if they were sober people? Yeah. That would be a fucking thriller. <laughs> <laughs> that movie would not be about two losers who like need to grow up. It's like two calculated psychopaths. It'd be Johnny Depp and <laughs> Jim Carrey when he decided to take a more serious turn with his movies. Yeah, but Johnny Depp, I don't think he could have stayed sober enough for that role. <laughs> no chance. I was like, yeah, it's just kind of weird because everyone's like meeting guys and I feel like predatory. And my mom was like, well, Hannah, I like... <laughs> like basically calling me a creep because I'm like clearly talking about fucking yeah and to my mom and she was like well maybe you'll meet a guy and then you'll have a connection and then he'll get your number and then you'll start a relationship I'm like that's not fucking fun no like I could do that at a DMV I don't need to go to a wedding and to- get dressed up and like pay to get to Santa Barbara it just kind of takes the 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 oomph out of the night a little spontaneity out of it Yeah, there's no story behind that. You're not like waking up the next morning like, whoopsies, (laughs) we hooked up. A guy's waking up and you're like, yeah, I've been here the whole time. Hey, been up for three hours. (laughs) I saw you at the rehearsal dinner and I just (laughs) couldn't take my eyes off of you. (laughs) So. I wonder what that movie would be like, like if you had the female wedding crashers. Because you know how they're like remaking all this shit now where it's like, he's all that and how I met your father and all this stupid shit as if we needed it. What if there was a female wedding crashers where it was two women and we're just trying to get guys? It would be seen as like girls being crazy. You know how they make up all like the war stories and shit like that? It would be two girls 
who go and get go to weddings to try to get pregnant on purpose. Yeah, <laughs> and then sell the babies. It would be about yeah. It would be like uh, be like a really intense MLM. <laughs> what's what's the one with the 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 girls who steal shit? Thelma and Louise. Yeah, it'd be Thelma and Louise of weddings. Yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of money, they steal hearts. Yes, but and sperm. <laughs> And then they end up in a mental hospital. That's yeah, the end that's of that. the ending. <laughs> and you find out the whole time they never went to one wedding. They've just been in a mental hospital. This it honestly time. sounds like a really great movie. It's like a little bit of Thelma and Louise, a little bit of Girl Interrupted, and then a little bit of Wedding Crashers. No one steal that idea. <laughs> I think now that I'm sober too, I've accepted that I'll never have a threesome. Because mm-hmm. I once went to a threesome when my boyfriend and I broke up after college, and I was like. Okay, I'm just going to go to a threesome, try to, like, get, you know, just to do it. But then mm-hmm. I got so drunk, the girl asked me to leave, which, again, is appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> if it had been two guys, I would have been... You're done. Fucked, yeah. literally. But I don't think I'll ever have a threesome now. Yeah, I feel like that'd be really tough to pull off sober. The smells that came out of that? Everything. Yeah. You'd be looking everyone in the eyes, in a lot of eyes, and they're, like... It's Talk about double about. penetration. <laughs> Eye contact, baby. I, yeah, I couldn't handle it. No. I mean, that's... <laughs> I'm such a, like, sad person. I'm like, you know what I realized now that I'm never drinking again? I'm never having a threesome. I'm Just never... making a list of all the can'ts. <laughs> I can't morally molest someone at a wedding. It's just not really fair. It's not in my story anymore. It's too bad. This whole life I could have lived. <laughs> I also can't eat catch up with my fingers anymore <laughs> you can still do that sober trust me <laughs> i meant in public i meant in public okay i was gonna say certain dreams don't have to die just because i can't just eat nachos off a stranger's plate <laughs> do you see how unfair my life is now <laughs> can't go around and eat the crusts that people didn't eat from pizza been there <laughs> i was like wait were you at that party <laughs> wait did i steal yours i'm so sorry <laughs> So, yeah, all the things that I want to do, I don't even want to do them, truly, but it just, it makes every decision, you have to make a decision. Yeah. And I hate that. I'm very indecisive. So now I'm choosing to make a decision and be responsible, and it doesn't feel like me. (laughs) (laughs) I just don't feel like myself anymore. I'm having all these thoughts and really thinking things through and it's just like totally off base. Like I just learned how to spell the word consequence. So I don't know, actually know how to spell it, but I'm like using it a lot and understanding what it means. Saying it. And that's when I'm like, fuck, I should have married my college boyfriend. He was right. Because I I was like, no, I'm too young for this. We're too serious. And now I'm like, nah, I should have just married him. Not serious enough. Now I'm like, fuck, I gotta like... I can't get myself to re-download the apps, which is good. I shouldn't be on them anyway. Yeah, I don't. But then I'm like, ugh, I just want a guy to hang out with now that I'm sober. Yeah. I'm fucking bored. I get that. So what the fuck do I do? I mean, we'll figure it out. I'm not great with the advice. I painted my walls. You did. Very well. Thank you. And you hung pictures straight. And now I have no wall space left. So I'm like, all right. And then the other day I was like, would it be weird to go to a bar by myself and just order a Diet Coke? And it's like, yeah, that's fucking weird. (laughs) Yeah, maybe I should wear a fedora and a trench coat while I'm at it. You know, just like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Inspector Clouseau, bring a newspaper, a monocle. <laughs> Just pretend it's 1920 also, apparently. <laughs> what are you boys up to tonight? And they're like, why is this narc? <laughs> <laughs> Who told her we have drugs on us? Hello, youths. <laughs> I've thought of that before. Like, I've always wanted to be the person to, like, go to a bar or go. I could go eat alone, I think. I've eaten breakfast by myself You've never before. eaten alone? I have. Like, I mean, it depends on what you define as like eating alone. Like eating at like a pret or something by myself all the time. Literally all the time. But like going and sitting at a restaurant restaurant, I don't think I've ever done that except for once I went and got brunch by myself and it was great. But it was on like a Wednesday. It was a Wednesday morning and I went and got brunch by myself because I was like I had a week between – an old job and a new job. So I'm like, oh, I'm just going to like do whatever I want. So I went and ate breakfast alone and it was wonderful. But I'm like, okay, the bar thing, I don't know. Especially getting a Diet Coke. I feel like it would be a little tough because then I'm like, well, why did I come here for this? Like you can get a fountain one that's delicious from Wendy's. Exactly. I feel like my first year in New York was me going to take out only places and eating by myself. So Mm -hmm. it would just be like, me and the four people that work there. Yeah. <laughs> so they'd just be watching me eat because they'd be like, okay, well, when she's done, that's when we can do our job. Yeah. So it'd just be like awkwardly making eye contact with the four people that work there. Like, hey, guys, yep, I'm done. Don't yeah. mind me. <laughs> They're like, are you done? No, I'm like, no, I, I'm going to lick the plate. So can you just look away, please? <laughs> can everyone look at your shoes for a couple minutes? I really want to be thorough. Yeah, I just, um, it's added this new layer of loneliness because not only have I lost... My ex-boyfriend, R.I.P. He didn't die. <laughs> I should be clear. Not yet. I, I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Um, but I lost my boyfriend and my ability to drink, you know, within the same time frame. So it's a lot I, of change. It's a lot of change. Even though he was only my boyfriend for three months, he was homeless, so he did move in with me. So that felt like... A big thing. It, it did feel like a big thing. It yeah. was a big thing in my life. It was a big thing. It was a big sad thing. <laughs> My dad goes, that wasn't a boyfriend, that was a brain fart. <laughs> I was like, thanks, dad. Thanks for caring about my feelings. <laughs> Don't mind me. <laughs> uh, yeah. I- yeah, but I mean, it's just, it's also, it's so new. So it's still a big transition period. Like, no one expects you to figure out sobriety in, what, three months? Yeah. No, so, no, no, for sure. I don't know. I tried to sign up for tennis lessons, mm-hmm. privates. Nice. But the hot coaches are all over Zoom. So I'm like, well, there's no point now. Yeah, that's done. I'm not going to learn tennis over Zoom. And How like, do you learn tennis over Zoom? I don't know. I'm not going to ask, but I'm also not going to learn tennis from an ugly guy. No. Like, what's the point? No. I'm there to get a ripped dude to tell me how to hit some balls. And then to kind of know, but still do it really poorly so they have to assist you from behind. Exactly. And that's how I meet my fucking husband. Exactly. And I'm not going to do that over Zoom. So no. that the tennis lessons thing is not Out. happening. Okay. Um, uh, I was going to say join like one of the social sports leagues, but all of those are tied to drinking, literally. Like... You win the game and then go to a bar, and if you won the game, you get free drinks. Like, that's not going to help you out. Wait, did I tell you about the intramural soccer team that I joined? Recently? Uh, no, this was right. This is before the pandemic, the fall before the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I joined an intramural soccer team to meet a guy, mm-hmm. and then we got the team roster sent to us, and I Facebooked every single guy on the team. They were all married, and I just never showed up. Good. <laughs> 
Good for you. I just never showed up. I was like, you know what? I don't need this. Yeah. I don't need this in my life. You guys are assholes, all right? No one disclosed this to me. <laughs> yeah, it should be like a singles league. Yeah. If you are signing up as a single person, you should not have someone at your house waiting yeah. for you to come home. You should be a single person yeah. who's lonely. Zero support. Who joins a fucking soccer league if, they ha- if they're married? If that they're I happy in their marriage. Especially a co-ed soccer league. Like, exactly. Go join a men's league for 35-year-olds that still think they got it but don't. Exactly. Zog Sports. That's what that's called. And that sounds like a good place to meet daddies. Maybe. But I played on one of those leagues. And granted, I was in a relationship at the time. But even the people that didn't know that at the bars afterwards, I was just like, ugh, it has never been easier for me to be single or faithful in my entire life. So... You're not getting far with one of those. But you could do, like, I know this sounds, it sounds lame in theory. I don't think it actually is. But, like, going on the meetups things and just being like, all right, what shit do I want to do? Like, if I go to a hiking meetup and I get lost in the woods, maybe you at least get lost in the woods with a hot guy. Like, you just seek out that person. You're like, listen, I'm going to be very honest with you. I don't like hiking at all. But I wanted to get out in nature. So will you have my back and make sure I don't get lost? And then they're like, oh, yeah. And then you just made a friend. And then you do get lost and he has to find you. It's the plot of like a Disney Channel original movie. I like that. Are meetups, do they cost money? No. I don't think, not majority of them. I think a lot of them are basically like, hey, this is the location we meet up at every weekend or whatever it is. And then you just go. Maybe I'll do that this weekend. I'll go to a meetup. There you go. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Bring somebody with you. Just, that's normal. If I had someone to bring with me that was normal, Skylar, (laughs) I wouldn't be in this predicament. That's true. (laughs) I know. You know, I do have friends, I would like to clarify, but they're also busy. Yeah. And like, you have a boyfriend, you got things, you're going to fucking Europe. I am. So. Typically I don't have things going on though, so. So I'll make you go with me the next time. I will go with you and we're going to have a fucking blast. Yeah, I got to meet people the old fashioned, according to my horoscope, I got to meet someone the old fashioned way. Yeah. I saw a really hot guy at uh, the sandwich shop, Ficos. Mm-hmm. He was so hot. He had an SC hat on, but I was with my mom, and I was like, how do I navigate this? Yeah. I just didn't, but I was That's like, how. <laughs> yeah. I was like, he's the one that got away. <laughs> you just observe from afar and do absolutely nothing. That is what white girls do. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, hi. I mean, I've given my number to guys before, but it's never been used. Yeah. So. No. No. Oh, speaking of, I did have one girl on the podcast she asked um she messaged me and she said for the podcast can you she was recently diagnosed with herpes which Mm. is like i love saying diagnosed with herpes (laughs) she got herpes yeah uh she received herpes (laughs) yeah she was bombed with herpes she was hit with herpes she got hit with the herp. She, she got, got gifted with herp. Go on. <laughs> she got torpedoed with herpes. <laughs> um, I'm not making fun of you. I because I have it. Yeah. So I feel you. Um, and she asked, like, how do you tell a guy when you're hooking up with him? Like, because she hasn't had to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and so for me, it's like I talk about it on stage, so it's very easy for me to tell people. Mm-hmm. Just because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm used to telling groups of strange like. Groups of like 50. A huge room of people. <laughs> yeah, 50 to 100 people at a time that I have it. Um, I, it's gotten easier now that I've had it for a year and a half because I know that you can only 
I know it's not that big of a deal, and I've dated yeah. someone for three months, had unprotected sex, and he never got it. Fucking asshole. That's too bad. <sighs> Unfortunately, yeah. he never got it. Um, not for lack of trying, <laughs> now that we look back on it. Yeah, now that I look back on it, um, it's upsetting, quite honestly, how hard it is to catch this disease. <laughs> If you are careful, the spread is pretty hard. So, like, I just think you have the best way to tell someone is getting comfortable with it yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, in the beginning, I remember when I first got it, I had this date plan with this guy, and I just told him on the date. Like, I was, like, about to cry, and, like, he never talked to me again because, also, that guy sucked. Yeah. But, like, I was so emotional about it myself. Like, I couldn't confidently be like, hey, like, this isn't that big of a deal, but it, it usually I'll be like, I, I haven't had to tell anyone in a while. Well, actually, one of the guys I told had it. He was like, I can't believe you just told me. And I was like, what? And he was like, I have it too, but I use condoms. I just don't bring it up. And I was like, this is immoral. <laughs> that's not the thing to do, but like, that's when you find out that it's pretty fucking common. <laughs> it's like, oh, all right. Well, I guess we don't have to use condoms anymore. <laughs> just kidding. Um, always use a condom. But... I just, I think it's, like, once you're, like, comfortable enough with the person and you feel like things are going well, you just have to wait. Like, wait till the fourth date. Wait till the, I would say the fourth date and just be like, hey, I got this thing and it's very, I mean, it's pretty common and it's easy to prevent, but unfortunately, I I got it by a fucking liar because that's how I got it. Like, if you're confident with it, the other person will be more confident. Yeah. Because when I was telling guys and I was, like, early on, I feel like I was just telling guys just because it's practice. Like, if I didn't like a guy, I was like, I'm just going to fucking tell him I have herpes. Yeah. (laughs) That's easier. We'll nip this thing in the bud real quick. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't have to ghost him. I'll just be like, hey, by the way, I have herpes. And they're like, oh, nice to see you later. Yeah, then they get to be the dick. Every guy I've hooked up with has been in his late 20s, early 30s, and they know someone who has it. Mm -hmm. It has become such a casual thing, and way more people have it than obviously they're admitting it's so funny girls will message me and be like thank you so much i feel so much better about having it by the way if you fucking tell anyone that i message you this i'll kill you it's like clearly we're not that doing well <laughs> clearly we're not that secure all right ladies uh anyway no i think that's a good point it's like you have to get to the point with yourself that you're like all right it's like an not even an acceptance thing because that's not the right word but it's just like it is kind of an acceptance thing it's like it's like it is what it is like I have it and I'm smart about it I'm safe about it I'm doing everything I can to keep everyone else smart and safe but also myself and here's where we're at but also what you said where it's like you also like maybe one night stands aren't your thing anymore because you just have to make sure you actually give a fuck about somebody a little bit which can be scary because then you're like oh if I tell them and they don't want to see me anymore like that sucks that I put five or six dates into it but it's also like yeah but don't you want to also kind of care a little bit truly and people used to say that it's a good litmus test if they really like you then they won't care and I used to be like shut the fuck up <laughs> Jessica you got chlamydia once don't even fucking talk to me <laughs> but the truth is it is true and like honestly When I got herpes, I literally thought my life was over. Like, I was so depressed. And then a year later, I got abducted and raped and went to rehab. So it's like, I mean, that's really sad. But I guess my point is, like, if someone thinks herpes is a big deal, they are a huge fucking pussy and they haven't dealt with life. Because in my mind, I was like, oh, I was upset when I got herpes. 
Like, are you... Life can get so much fucking worse. Yeah. And if someone is is scared of herpes, like, you actually don't want to be with that person anyway because they clearly have not been through anything. Yeah. They have no life experience. And not that, like, you want getting sexually assaulted or no, anything. No, yeah, I'm not saying, like... Like, we don't need that to be the thing where you're like, oh, you understand how life works now. But it is also just, like, we'll understand, yeah, how common it is and how, like, life goes on in a lot of different and ways things, and things happen yeah. and people get sick and like it's so not a big deal yeah and like I've had one outbreak and the worst that's come with it is the awkwardness of it and like having the stigma attached to me but I don't at this point I'm like I just don't care like having herpes I'm like who fucking cares yeah. like everyone has fucking herpes mm-hmm I would kill to go back to the time that I got herpes to avoid what happened in the past year. There are just so many worse things in life that I'm like, I can't even believe I cared. Yeah. I used to go into dates being like, first dates being like, fuck, I have herpes. And now I go into, like, I think I went on one Bumble date, but I like forgot that I would have to tell him that. Like Mm -hmm. I wasn't even, I wasn't planning on sleeping with him, but because, I mean, I was sober. But it wasn't even on my radar of things he needs to know. Yeah. And like... Because he hasn't gotten there yet. And unfortunately, we've made herpes such a punchline in every movie that everyone thinks it's like, oh, if you have herpes, you're like gross and that's who you are. But it's not even a part of who you are. It's just something that's... Like, I have eczema and that is more of a pain to my life. Yeah. It affects you every day. I have psoriasis inside of my ear and I know it every single day. Yeah. It's just there are so many worse things, and it's like, I used to worry that every ingrown hair was a herpy. I'm not worried anymore. I know it's a herpy. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. I don't need an emergency gyno appointment. I don't need to move that out of the brain space, made room for a lot of other stuff. <laughs> Truly, I used to be so worried about getting herpes, and now it's like, oh, well, that's off the list. Done. All right. Well. <laughs> yeah, I guess I can, uh, yeah, sleep easy tonight. <laughs> Not waiting for my results. It's so funny. My friends are like so scared of getting herpes, but they don't use condoms. Hmm. And I'm just like, well, cunts, I fucking warned you. And it sucks because I'm like, I know they'll go through the mental gymnastics that I had to go through. But at the end of the day, no one wants to use a fucking condom. So we all have fucking herpes. Yeah. And now I just use condoms and I'm more honest and don't sleep with a lot of people, which sucks. Don't get me wrong. (laughs) Don't get me wrong, I hate every day of my life, but... Not a life worth living, but... <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I'm only on the second floor, so <laughs> I can't really jump out of this one. Um, so, yeah, I just think, to conclude, the to answer your question, just honestly, I would just wait six months to sleep with someone, get a therapist, and you'll be fine with it. There you go. Okay, well, let's get into it. Our guest today, she's a very funny comic, very good friend, um... I love her so much. Nicole Amy Schreiber. Um, so right before the pandemic, uh, Nicole and I were going to go to a sex party. Oh. Literally right before the pandemic. Like the pandemic stopped us. <laughs> and now I feel like, well, since the sex party, I got herpes. So that really talk about party pooper. Yeah. You know, what's a real big bummer is that you didn't even get it at a sex party. I know. It's like, like I if you're going to get anything from a sex party, herpes is the number one takeaway. Yeah. So then I probably could go with it, you know? 
I mean, you could really open up that door for somebody else at the sex party. I'm sure there's someone there. Did you ever hear about like in the eighties where there were men who were like trying to get AIDS so they could die too? I'm sure there are people who were like trying to get herpes. Like sympathy herpes? Maybe. Why were men trying to die from AIDS? uh, It's a whole thing. It's a whole, like, it's a way of committing suicide. What a way to go. What a way to go. I mean, but like the attention so much. Jesus Christ. By the way, I love that. Like during a global pandemic, you got like the oldest of the pandemics. I know. It's like, we figured out coronavirus in a year. What's going on with herpes? Yeah. yeah. By the way, I think herpes was probably like, what about me? (laughs) No one cares about me. Oh, I've been shouting this from the rooftop. (laughs) I've been emailing my local scientists with my problem. I've been sending letters Um, to big science about this. um, I'm bummed. I'm still bummed we didn't get to go. I am too, but I wouldn't have sex at a sex party. I would be way too scared. Like, I don't know how people openly have sex in front of other people. And I'm not, it's not judgment. It's just like the idea of it terrifies me. By the way, here's something I've, uh, I now believe after doing my podcast about people who have fetishes, specifically foot fetish, people are like, no kink shaming, no kink shaming. Yeah. you maybe you should have some shame. Maybe you should have a little shame around the shit you shove into your body. And maybe you won't end up in an emergency room with a light bulb in your asshole. Maybe, maybe you should have a little shame. I like that rule. Who ended up in the emergency room? Google emergency room. Things stuck in buttholes. No, thank you. A lot of people. So people, a lot of people random get random shit because they stuck a bunch. They stick people, a bunch. People shove shit up their ass all the time. And you want to know what? You're not even going to believe this. This will blow your mind. Not women. It's only men. <laughs> Typically men. I feel like I've seen like a Reddit thread on that where it's just like doctors of the ER. Like, what's the craziest thing you've ever found in someone? And they never explicitly say like, oh, well, this dude was into some shit, and I found this up his ass. I got a dildo stuck in my butt once and I was like, do I go to the emergency room or do I just bear down? Cause I Googled, they're like, you can try to shit it out in a toilet. And I was like, do I go to an emergency room? I was like, absolutely not. I have way too much shame to go to an emergency room to talk to an adult who's had 20 plus years of education and be like, hi, I'm a really bad decision maker. And I have an inanimate object stuck in my butthole. No. Wait, when you say you got a dildo stuck in your butthole, was it like all the way in? So you couldn't just pull it out? No, it was all the way in. How big was it? Do you want to see it? You have it? I still have it. Oh yeah. Is I it framed? <laughs> no, I, I use it still. Wait, yeah. I want to see it. Okay, hold on. I would shadow box it after something like that. I mean, the fact that you still use it after that emergency slash the panic. Like if I, yesterday I was at my friend's apartment and the door was stuck, so I couldn't open it. I had a serious moment of panic for five seconds. If a dildo was stuck up my asshole. Okay, so here's, this is why there's dildos versus butt plugs. You need a butt plug if you're going to put something in your butt because it has a wider base and you're, it won't get pulled in. So the butthole is a vortex. Things get pulled into it. That's why you need the wide base. It's a stopper. So I have three, these are called suction cup shower dildos. You know, just in case you're ever in a shower and super horny. Here's the baby one. Do they come in a pack or do you buy them separate? They came in a pack. One, two, three. I love how the colors are so arbitrary. Yeah. 
And this is the one that I got stuck in my. No way. How many inches is that? It's as long as your face. Mm -hmm. And you got that stuck all the way in your asshole. Fell completely in my asshole. And were you with a guy? Yeah, it was with my ex. And then did he freak out? Were you both freaking out? No, not at all. He was like, well, because I lost it. And then I went back to find it. So I was in oil rig position. If you don't know what oil rig position is, Google it. Basically, uh, here's oil rig. You can Google it. I'll try to do an act out of it. Ready? So oil rig is you're like this. Jesus. So then he was in hole number one. And then I was fucking myself in the ass with the dildo. And then I let go. By the way, this is the story I don't want my mom to know. It's not easy to Google, by the way. Um, (laughs) So he was in hole number one. And then hole number two, I was in there with my green dildo. And so then I was like enjoying myself, enjoying myself. And so then at some point I like let go. And like I said, since the buttholes a vortex, it just pulled it in. So now my buttholes closed back up. This is my hand outside my body. This is it inside of my body. And I'm like feeling around. I'm like, Bill, where'd it go? He's like, oh, it's gone. (laughs) And I'm like, you were just standing there with two free hands and watched it fall into my butthole. And at no point were you like, wait, let me grab that. Just let it go. Wow. Did you break up in that moment or like the next? That was two weeks into our relationship. I was like, (laughs) he's the one. So then as soon as I was done losing it, I was like, oh my God, Google, how do you get a dildo out of your butthole? And it was like, go to an emergency room or you can try pushing it out. You know, they're like, sit on a toilet, push it out. Um, One one website said, sit in a, a crouching position and poop it out. So I would like sit on, stand on the toilet and crouch down on top of the toilet to push it out. And I was like, oh, I said, I go, all right, well, I'm definitely not going to an emergency room. Cause I'm like, I'm not, first of all, I was like, I don't think my insurance will cover this. Could you imagine the insurance claim person having to like review this claim? And they're like, this person has had a, lost a dildo in her butthole. And then they go through the rest of my like insurance coverage history. And they're like psychiatric, 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 psychiatric. Like I've been seeing a psychiatrist every week of my life since I was seven. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> Um, this was in my twenties. Um, you know, your twenties when you're willing to put anything in your body to make a man love you. So, uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm definitely not going to go to the hospital. Um, one, I was like embarrassed. Like I was like, I was pre-med. What if I run into someone I know, you know, what if someone I went to medical school with is there and they're like, Nicole Schreiber, how are you doing? Remember bio? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're a doctor now. It's crazy. What do you do? Oh, I nothing. Uh, <laughs> so then and I was also like, you feel, it'd be kind of like feeling a failure if you can't get it out yourself. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, not only did I make bad choices, but I can't even fix this medical fucking conundrum myself. Emergency medicine probably was never my thing anyways. Uh, so... I was like, all right, Bill, I'm going to go in the shower and poop it out. He's like, why are you going to go in the shower? Just do, do, do it on the toilet. Like they described in the, on the site. And I was like, oh, I'm not pooping my dildo out in a toilet. That's so gross. That's toilet's filthy. And he was like, Nicole, your dildo's in your butthole. (laughs) Do you think your ass is any cleaner than a toilet? And I was like, I don't know. Like you ate my ass. You tell me. So I was like, no, I'm going in the shower. And he's like, all right, well, can I watch? And I was like, no, you watched it go in and did nothing. (laughs) 
Now you think you could just sit here and reap the rewards of the well, fun Well, that's part? why he watched you go in. He wanted to see you shit it out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, this is going to be the, the best part of this is going to be when it comes out. Uh, I was like, no, I'm going in the shower and no, you're not watching. And he goes, okay, fine. As I'm stepping into the shower, he goes, but Nicole. And I was like, what? He's like, can I listen? And I was like, sure, fine. Okay. And I literally like, he was sitting there jerking off outside of the shower as I was pooping it off. He was like, jerking off to the sound of me pooping a dildo. And then I was, I pooped into my, I pooped it into my bathtub. And then when it hit the bathtub floor, because it's made out of like, like a, it's like a bouncy material. So it was like, ding, 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 in the bathtub. And I was like, come here. How long did it take? Like from getting into the tub until you're like, okay, oh, good, I just, I basically just got into the tub and I just like sat Body in the tub and I just got in a crouch position. It was like, Ugh! and then I just pooped it out. Did it feel like you were severely constipated when it was stuck up there? Honestly, no. I think because I, you know, when you first are dating someone and you don't really like eat a lot because you want to be able to fuck whenever and you like, don't ever want to be like farty, bloated, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like right in the beginning. It was like in our first two weeks of seeing each other. So I like, didn't probably have that much like excrement in my body because I was like eating light and healthy. So I think there was lots of room for it. I think if I had had a lot of like poop in there, it probably would have felt terrible. Yeah, did but it come out clean or brown? It came, it had like some shrapnel on it. Nothing crazy, nice. but. Yeah, I, cause I've, I've never been, well, we talked about this, I guess two weeks ago now, but how I don't like to be fucked from behind because I'm so nervous about what my butthole looks like. Like, is it going to be c- perfectly clean? Here's something to know, by the way, about if you are ever with a guy and he's grossed out about what your butthole looks like, he's not a real man. Like no man is ever going to look at your butthole and be like, I'm losing my boner because her butthole's not. No man cares what your butthole looks like. A real man doesn't. A bitch might. A little fucking like mama's boy bitch who thinks everything's pretty. Yeah. You don't want to fuck anyone who looks at your butthole. Any man needs to look at your butthole and be like, oh, it could have poop on it. And a guy should still be like, just wipe that away and keep going. Yeah, I guess uh, I hook up with little bitches. I'm aware of who your ex was. You hook up with little bitches. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, That's very true. But I feel like you're the only person I know who's like, yeah, I've eaten ass and I've got my have you you've eaten ass. I will only eat ass if it's in the shower. Men have disgusting buttholes. Now they have disgusting buttholes. Women, no. But you have gotten your ass eaten. A million times. It's my favorite. Do you know how many nerve endings are down there? Get your ass eaten, girl. But how do you even, how did you even start that? Because I'm like, I don't even know what that feels like. So now you know it feels good. So you want to keep doing it. But how do you get into that? So the first guy who ate my butt, I was in college. My senior year, uh, it was... uh, the last week of college. So everybody was like just having a fucking fuck all fest. Everybody was just like people's brothers were coming into town for their, you know, their brothers or sisters graduation. And I was like, the older guys are here. This is my market. Like I fucked so many brothers, uh, the last week of school at the same time or individually. Individually, three days in a row. Nice. Three brothers, three days in a row. I was killing it. Last week. By the time you got to the third, were you like, all right, I know this family by now? <laughs> <laughs> See you at Thanksgiving. <laughs> I wish, I wish it had been brothers within the same family. It was uh 
three guys, all three of my guy friends, three brothers of all my guy friends. Like it, oh, was, it wasn't like a, 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 a family dynamic. I wish it was a fi- family dynamic. I wish it was like two different brothers. Um, and one of them, oh my God, it was so funny. One of them, like first time I, he was older. So like, butt eating was like a thing for older guys. I think that's when I realized I was like, I need to be with older guys. They are, they're into weird shit. They know some shit. They know some shit. They're into all the holes. Um, he ate my butt and then he fucked me in the butt. Again, these are stories I would never want my mother to know. Um, I had my first anal orgasm. And at that point I had been fucked in the butt before, but like, I, that, this was like good butt fucking. Cause I didn't know that butt. was a thing. I didn't know there was such a thing. There's so many nerve endings in your butt. Well, you still need clitoral stimulation in addition, but it's great. Um, it was like very complicated and I don't fuck guys tall enough to reach around and do that. I was going to say, I don't know anyone that can multitask like that. Like I was going to say, I'm like, I don't know if height's the indicator of it working or just a man who's really committed to doing more than one thing, which is it's a tall order not a thing that's hard to figure out by the third date yeah 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 you're like like, i don't even know if i like you or not let alone if you can find my clit while you're in my ass (laughs) so he um ate my butt for like literally probably 40 minutes i don't know i don't really have a sense of time but it was a very long time where i was just like damn i didn't even know this was like a whole thing but here we are and then we butt fucked i came and then we didn't even have like, no, we did have regular sex at one point. I don't even think he came and I don't think I cared. And then I was laying there in bed with him and I was like, oh my God, he's going to want to spend the night. And I did not want him spending the night. Like I was like, this guy needs to go. Like of all the brothers that I hooked up with that weekend, there was only one brother that I let spend the night. I ended up faking a nervous breakdown to get him to leave. Literally. I, I, forced myself to start crying. And I was like, I need to be alone right now. I'm going through a lot. You know, college is ending. I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. I'm really, I'm freaking out. He's like, you don't want me to like, I'll, I'll like hold you. Like we can like just cuddle. And I was like, no, I was like, I need to be alone. I was like, just going through a lot. I'm like, my grandpa just died. It's been really bad. And then he left and I was like, oh, thank God. And then you went out and fucked another brother. <laughs> you're like I got another brother coming in here so TikTok, you're gonna need to move it along please listen um yeah so that was uh but so it's at that point I was like oh yeah fucking butt stuff is great as long as someone eats your butt before they fuck your butt oh because it lubes it up opens it up it just relaxes it you know and it's just like yeah it makes it it makes it a good um I remember the, my friend's name. I just don't remember the brother's name. It's always disappointing when someone like makes you come. And then at no point are you like, oh yeah, I remember his name. Like he wasn't even a person to you. He was just a come to you. I, I think I remember all the guys who gave me an orgasm. Cause there are like three of them. <laughs> that is such a bummer. You need way more orgasms than that. My therapist keeps telling me I picked the wrong guys and I do clearly. Clearly, by the way, I think it's really funny that a guy gave you herpes and not an orgasm. (laughs) That seems pretty accurate. A guy who's like kind enough to give you an orgasm is obviously going to be a little bit more upfront. Yeah, more honest about his past. Put all of this into the bit. (laughs) Yeah. Every bad thing that's ever happened to Hannah has been like me, like really genuinely upset because like I love Hannah like a sister. 
And I'm like, any bad thing that happens, I'm like, oh, Hannah. But then there's also that like comedian part of me that's like, oh, she's going to have herpes jokes and you won't. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's, I feel like a lot has happened in the past year, but yet I'm still open to going to a sex party, which is surprising even to myself. Yeah, listen, that's why I love you. (laughs) I, I really truly, by the way, the girl answering the phone during your set mind-blowing well I looked at her and she was like clearly blacked out that's why I was like do you mind taking it outside and then I was like never mind because I was like she like doesn't even know where she is right now yeah yeah yeah. if you sent her outside she might go down a similar road that you went down and yeah exactly I can't be responsible then you're just just gonna have then you're just gonna have another person who probably wants to become a comedian and you basically just created a new open micer if you sent her outside yeah, I can't handle the competition, to yeah, be honest. It's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I don't I don't need another girl out there with sexual assault jokes. I just felt bad because she was so drunk. And there's a part of me as like a drunk myself who has sympathy for drunk girls. Yeah. But it was pretty, it was pretty insane. Um I did a show the other night at the at this comedy store, and there was a couple in the front row, like really good looking couple, but not good looking in an LA way. They were from um North Carolina. So they were and like sevens? No, 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 no. They were like eights. <laughs> eights. Eights or nines, but they were older and they were still eights or nines. Like they still would have ranked an eight or nine with younger people. Like that's how just like, like they were weathered, but good looking and their clothes and their style. Like they were Asheville, North Carolina, like good looking hipsters. Anyway, so I was like, how did you guys meet? And he's like, oh, we met at the CD bar in town. I was like, what is, I'm like in CD, what does CD mean to you? He's like, oh, you know, the fuck bar, like where you meet someone and you just fuck them. And I'm like, oh, so you made a hoe, you made a housewife out of a hoe. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, oh, cool. Like, so I think, you know, we all have the one question of like, did you guys fuck on a first date? And he's like, no, she was too drunk. And I was like, I've never heard a man say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've literally never heard a man be like, no, 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 no. I, and by the way, this was like six or seven years ago. Like this isn't necessarily even when, you know, me too had happened and men were like, oh, we're, we're going to be held accountable for our poor behavior. Like we should be better. Um, not because we should be better as humans, but like, we're going to get in trouble if we don't. Yeah. Um, we don't want to get caught. We don't want to get caught. See, that to me is like all, what's like so fucked up about it is like, oh, like ultimately at the end of the day, like men aren't acting right because it's the morally, you know, proper thing to do. It's just like, oh, I don't want to ruin my life. But I mean, again, that's better than doing it, but it is unfortunate that that's the outlook. Yeah, yeah that's the impetus for the good behavior is not getting in trouble and not necessarily like, oh, I should respect another human being and not fuck a girl when she's blackout drunk. Yeah. It, it just sucks, but that's the way it is. And that's why it's like, oh, women are so crazy. They're getting so mad. It's like, because yeah. you can't do what you want to do. You can't yeah. behave the yeah. way you want to behave. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. You can't continue to be a piece of shit. And it was like one of those things when I heard that guy say that about he's like, she was too drunk. The fact that I was so impressed by it is so indicative of like how sad and pathetic it is for so many men like th- that I'm like oh my god you're, you're like such sweet. a good guy and it's like oh you you did the basic minimum of what any man should do yeah my friends have been talking about dates they've been on they're like no he's so amazing like 
last time I drove to his place. So this time he drove to my place. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind Apparently of how there's, there's no bar anymore. I was going to say, it's not even the bars on the floor. Like we buried the bar. The bar's been buried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, uh, how low can you go? Pretty fucking low uh, yeah. when there's no bar at all. Yeah, it's it's crazy. There's no bar anymore. Yeah. Yeah, like my ex-boyfriend who yelled at me, I'm like, well, at least it's communication. <laughs> if that's not a joke, you need to make that a joke. It's not, but I, I should. <laughs> just wrote it. He was verbally abusive, not physically ab- abusive. Verbally abusive, still a form of communication. <laughs> yeah, like even if it was an insult, at least it was a text back. <laughs> <laughs> but truly, I was like, he's passionate. It's like, oh no, he's mentally ill. But I confuse that for like some sort of relationship. Yeah. You're like, listen, he thinks he's seeing a lot of people. Are they the people in his head? I love a delusional man who has a lot of things going on. But it's almost easier with a delusional man because they're so confident. I I personally feel like delusional confidence is more of a thing in LA, but it probably is as well in New York. Mm -hmm. I feel like LA is like a different delusional confidence. It's like a, yes, I don't really have any money. Yes, I'm living on my friend's couch. Yes, I like don't really have a job, but I'm hot. So that's all that matters. Yeah, yeah. And I still have a relationship with my parents. So is their money my backup plan? Absolutely. But I can treat a girl like shit because I own a leather jacket. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was a leather jacket that you bought at the same store where like Jason Momoa shops. <laughs> In New York, there's like different levels of confidence. I, I refer to one of the levels as catcalling confidence because men in New York still do like there's construction sites in New York and like you walk places in New York. So men in New York still catcall. And I truly believe there are men who are catcalling like this might work out one day. Any guy in New York thinks he can pick up a woman just from like game. But yeah. I got to be honest, the desperation this, in this city, he probably can. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's where the delusion comes from, because he doesn't realize that it's like he's not actually getting anything good or he's not looking for anything good. It's just because people are like, well, I need someone. So he's getting yes. Yeah, yeah. They're like, they're like, like this must mean I'm hot. It's like, well, it's really just someone's desperate for human connection. It is definitely New York is one of those cities where it's like. I'm not like I'm an ugly person. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a good looking person. I would never be like, oh, I'm a fucking smoke show. If I clean up well. All right. But on a day-to-day basis, like just going down the street. Guys like eat your asshole. Guys eat my asshole. But like a guy would see me. I mean, that's not indicative of my looks. That's just an indicative of like men really want to like put their dick in anything. So they're willing to do a lot of work for that. But that's it. But I'm like, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a tall, thin woman. A guy sees me and he's like, I, oh, I could put a baby in her and she'd carry it well. You know, I love getting cat called. I genuinely do. Like, I can't, I, I, when a man tells me if I'm walking down the street and a guy's like, hey, gorgeous. I'm like, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it depends where I'm coming from that day, but usually I don't, I don't hate I, it. I don't, I've never, pe- women who are like, oh, fucking how dare you? I'm like. If you have a problem with this, step aside. You're getting in the way of like the things that I need right now. Okay. You wouldn't yeah. big. They must have a serious relationship or something. <laughs> I they don't really like themselves. It's not even like I like myself. Like I'm I I'm sorry. I love getting catcalled. I genuinely do. I actually do too. I think it's just one of those things where I'm like, okay, good. So this checks out. Like I left the house that day. I'm like, all right, I don't look, I like I'm feeling yeah. how I look today. And I like when someone else I don't know 
who doesn't need to tell me that I look good acknowledges it because that I don't hate it either. I'm like, all right, good. We're all on the same page here. Thanks so much. Perfect. Thank you so much. Do I want you to be like, oh, I want to fuck your asshole and fucking I want to eat your asshole for four hours and then put my fucking medium sized dick. No, I don't. I don't want to hear that part. But if you're like, uh, hey, gorgeous, hey, beautiful. And the whole like the the one thing that's funny to me, I don't know if it's necessarily like I hate it. But when men do the whole, hey, 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 honey, smile or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah. one of those things where I'm just like, oh, like, that's just don't tell me what to do. Yeah. Not even like a, you're being a misogynist, but like never tell me what to do. Like, I don't want anyone telling me what to do. But also there's this part of me that's like when I was a kid, my grandma always said she's like the best facelift is a smile. She's like, no matter how bad anybody looks like you what your face looks better when you smile. So I'm always just like, thanks for the tip, bro. If a guy's ever like do the whole smile thing, I'm like, yeah, it does make me look better. Thank you so much, sir. And also according to rehab, if you smile, you trick your brain into thinking you're happy. Yep. So it's a good way to just stay happy. Is just wait until you make it. Yeah. By the way, is that man on the street telling you to smile a life coach? Yeah, maybe he's just a therapist. Who's trying maybe, to help you? Maybe he's got an Instagram account that you should be following. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I don't mind when a guy cackles, but I just, uh, I'm just like, take me to dinner then. You know what I mean? I just need a little bit more commitment at this point. Yeah. yeah. You're like, I need more follow through here. Okay. I'll be back tomorrow. I, this is my route. You know, it's my route. Uh, if you're going to catcall me tomorrow, I don't know. Show up with something more than a compliment. Or yeah. Venmo me. Or Venmo. Yeah. You just walk around on the back of your shirt. I just, just want it on. I just want a shirt with my Venmo on it. Like one cat call equals like $4 and just see if I can yeah. wrap them up over a weekend. Send me something. By the way, should I just make merch that has my Venmo on it? That's it. And just have people wear my Venmo around town. Yeah, probably. That's actually, really but that's smart. what bachelorette parties do. They're like, our friend's getting married. Here's our Venmo. I'm like, yeah, that's Wait, I'm sorry. This is what bachelorette parties are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're writing it on cars. What a racket. Amazing. Yeah. Finally, that's the only way ever anyone's ever going to get incentivized to go to a bachelorette party again. That's the only way they pay for it. But it's like, she's got to be hot. Like, there's no, like, you yeah. have to be a 10 to be collecting Venmos. Like, how sad would you feel if a group of your, like, 15 friends are wearing your Venmo oh, and you don't get $1? Or you make what it out of the weekend with, like, $12? You're like, yeah. oh, it's so bad. And it's just your friends who were there, their significant others Venmoing. Yeah. Or, like someone's mom I was gonna say. <laughs> so yeah it's it's the groom's mom mm-hmm. I guy sent me $50 for breakfast the other day off Instagram oh, that's nice there's a guy who sends me money off event who Venmo Venmo's me because he found me on Instagram and he's like I want to be your um your coffee daddy he's like anytime you want a coffee he's like just send me a message he's like and I'll send you money for a coffee and how often do you get that I think I've probably done it like four times. I usually yeah. just make coffee at home. I, I don't want to like, when am I going to fucking go to Starbucks? Yeah. I mean, I if like, the guy's paying for it. Yeah. 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 But it's like, I fucking wouldn't I, I already have the money on my, I, I have a Starbucks app. Like then send me your Starbucks app. Yeah. A guy today messaged me asking if he wanted to be my sugar daddy. And then I was like, all right, like what? Okay. What's the terms? <laughs> Yeah. And he was like, just talk to me on the internet. And then I was like, and f- some phone calls. And I was like, no, nah, I draw lines. No, yeah. no. 
for real. That is one thing I realized, like when I was doing my porn podcast and I had all these like foot fetish guys, by the way, these guys are all such sensitive little fucking cunts. And it's just like, oh, thanks for not shaming us. By the way, I'm shaming you not because you like feet. I'm shaming you because you're a bitch. You're a fucking bitch. End of story. There are a lot of guys who are really nice. Majority of them are fucking assholes disguised as like, I'm just a nice guy who likes feet. No, you're a dick. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're a fucking bitch and a dick and stop pretending like you're this great guy. You're not a great guy. First of all, you objectify women and don't say you don't objectify women just because it's feet and not tits, just because it's feet and not an ass. Okay. You're, you're not a hero. You're still objectifying women. You're still reducing us to a body part. Oh, because it's a foot. Oh, you're a national treasure. Thank you. (laughs) yeah not a hero and it's also like I know my tits aren't great you know what I mean now I have to be worried about my fucking feet yeah it's too much so a lot of the guys like when I had the podcast would like pay for like manicures and pedicures and uh, that those are the guys where I was like oh cool well you know at least I'm getting something out of this weird relationship like I am not in porn I'm not a porn star. I hosted a podcast where I interviewed porn stars and every single podcast I started with, hi, I'm Nicole Amy Schreiber. I'm a comedian in Los Angeles to be explicitly clear that I don't do porn. And then guys would write to me. They'd be like, oh man, I fucking came to your feet so many times. And I'm like, I I don't want to know that. That's not why I'm doing this. Yeah. That's not why I'm doing this. Like, did you, did you miss the part about, oh, oh, I'm sorry. You probably weren't even listening to the podcast. You were just cutting to the part where I take my shoes off on the fucking YouTube show. I took all of the YouTube videos down and the guys are like, why won't you, why won't you keep the videos up? I'm like, oh, I'm going to give you free content. You've never paid me a fucking penny. Get fucked. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, guys will be like, can I buy a picture of your foot? And I'm like, all right, it's a hundred dollars. No, are you fucking kidding me for your thing? I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm not in the business of porn. I just told you what my price is for me to do something for you. You don't get to dictate the market price of feet. Yeah. You're the one who asked for the foot. So I'm saying that suddenly it's not good enough. Like, what do you think? I'm just going to do this for 25 cents. You fucking loser. This is the story of my life for the year and a half that I had the podcast of men being like, can I buy a picture of your feet? And I'd be like a hundred dollars. A guy would be like, can I have a video of your feet walking? I'd be like $500 for 30 seconds. Those are my prices. You don't want to pay them? Go find somebody else's fucking feet. There was a point in my life when I was negotiating with this guy on how much I would get for a video of a pedicure. Like we were going back and forth for like 10 minutes, which isn't like that long of a time, but it is to be discussing a price for your foot. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> also, the, the, the interaction that you have to have with him until you get to the point where he has the video All of that time gets factored into that price. The fact that they even get to talk to us, go fuck yourself. You think you can just talk to fucking Julia Roberts? No. If you ever wanted to talk to Julia Roberts, you'd have to fucking buy her for a fucking fundraiser to like just show up. And it's like, I realize I'm not Julia Roberts, but in your world, I might as well be. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. It's like these guys are like, I've had guys be like, hey, what's up? And then I don't respond to their DM. And they're like, wow, you're not even famous. Like, really? Like, they'll send another message. And I'm like, okay, you message me, bro. Like, I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you're angry. Where do you, how did you find me? Oh, on the internet? Because I never found you. You aren't even a person in my world. There was a comic in San Diego who was like, we should go out sometime. And I was like, why? I was like, I've never met you. He's like, well, that's how it, when you meeting people goes, you didn't know them until you met them. I'm like, why would I want to meet you? I was like, you just messaged me. I was like, you have a private profile. He's like, well, you can follow me. And I was like, 
you found me. Why do I follow you? You're just a random person who's like, hi, I exist. You should find, no. What, uh, where in your fucking mind? And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, he's like, I didn't realize this would be such a big deal. And I was like, oh, this isn't a big deal, but I'm sorry that someone's putting you in your place apparently and you don't like it. So now it's me being a bitch. Yeah. I'm like, and I said to him, I go, you're treating Instagram like it's a dating app. We didn't match. Yeah. It's like one thing to try, but then if the answer is no, you can't be upset. Stop trying to persuade me. There's that delusional confidence again, though. Delusional confidence gets you far. Apparently. Okay. So I do this thing called fetish of the week where I say the fetish and you have to guess what it is. This is called solismophilia. P-S-E-L-L-I-S-M-O-P-H-I-L-I-A. Celismophilia. Celis. Skin. Something having to do with skin. No. Philia is love. So um, Mo is maybe. I thought I thought it would have to do with skin. Celis being cellulose, but that's not how you spell cellulose. I don't know. What is it? I mean, when you said skin because of the PS, I'm like, ooh, like getting really turned on by psoriasis, but I don't think that's it. It's getting really turned on by stuttering. Oh. Which I think is funny. It's called solismophilia because it's like, that would be (laughs) impossible to say if you had a major stutter. This girl that I grew up with, who I still love more than anything in the whole world, her name's Melissa Saffer. She was the nicest, sweetest, like most beautiful person and still is. Um, and she grew up, she had a lisp. I'm like, oh my God, do your parents, your parents had obviously had no idea that you were going to have a lisp. It's just so adorable. Cause she'd be like Melissa Thaffer. And a few years ago, like a many, many years ago, she messaged me. She's like, I think I might get my lisp fixed. And I was like, no, I was like, how do you get a lisp fixed? A speech coach? Uh, there's a surgery that you can do that releases a muscle. It depends on what the lisp is. So there's a frontal lisp, which is and then there's a lateralist, which is this one. Oh. oh, my brother's friend got a lisp in high school because he was making fun of people with lists so much. So he like literally in middle school would make fun of people with lists all the time. And then by high school, he like genuinely had one. Who? Really? Yeah. He had like kind of a lisp in high school and everyone made fun of him because he got one by making fun of people. That's amazing. And I used to make fun of girls with big pussies. Huge pussy now. <laughs> Huge. I was constantly growing up. I was like, oh, that girl's got a fucking crater for a pussy. No. <laughs> that be funny if I've always had this like thing of making fun of people's pussies. That bitch has a real lippy pussy. I was like eight years old making fun of her. <laughs> that was like my diss on the playground. I'd be like, all right, lippy Lindsay. You like just happen to see them naked at like swim practice. And you're like, oh, this girl's got some lips on her. <laughs> She's like seven. Fucking Lindsay loves talking back. She's fucking, she should see the lips on that lady. I'm, you know, not to brag, but I didn't know weird lips were a thing on pussies. And then, you know, people- Wait, did you not watch a lot of porn? No. I, I did a joke about this the other night that like, you know, it's like, guys will always be like, you know, you'll hear men make fun of women and try to like degrade women in a way where they're like, oh, she's got a fucking gross ass pussy. And it's like, yeah, you might not like it, but I've watched porn. There are men who like every kind of pussy. I, I met a guy during COVID. We didn't end up meeting because he didn't want to die for me. Um, 
he was I like, when that happens, he didn't, he was living with his mom. He's like, I don't want to die. I also have a kid who's like older and I like, I can't even see them right now. And I'm living with my mom. So she doesn't die. And I was like, okay, I get it. You're a fucking good person. Relax. But he, we, we were like talking dirty one night and he was like, ah, he's like, he's like, tell me what your pussy looks like. And I was like, um, it's beautiful. Like, what do you want me? He's like, ah, he's like, is it lippy? I was like, I don't, I don't know by what standards you would consider something lippy. And he's like, I love a real fucking meaty pussy. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Not where I thought this was going. (laughs) You're like, I don't know. There's an upper mole. Uh, I've got a mole in one area. There's a weird patch of skin. I think it's psoriasis, but I'm not yeah, quite I, sure. I'm, I'm losing some of the elasticity in my skin in general. So I would think at this point, yeah, I think my pussy's a little bit looser. <laughs> I don't know necessarily if the whole opening is loose, but like the, I don't, it doesn't bounce back the way it used to. <laughs> You're just reading what your gynecologist <laughs> reported to you. <laughs> You're just reading like whatever medical terms, and he's like, reading the okay. diagnosis of my pelvic floor elasticity. <laughs> Doctor Nancy Wong said that you're. <laughs> That's so odd. I've never had a guy be like, describe your pussy. I'm like, uh, tight, definitely tight, <laughs> tight, soup's tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiny, like a point, peanut. Like <laughs> I will describe my pussy in an aesthetically pleasing way. I'll be like, oh, it's a mess. And then if a guy's still like, yeah, I'm like, you're the one for me. That was dark. That was, that was natural selection. Like I'm, I want survival of the fittest. And in this case, the fittest is the horniest because when you're horny enough, you'll fuck anything. I will argue that the fittest is someone who doesn't ask that because they're the most mentally fit. I I like that, Hannah. You really turned that into fucking, what do you, maybe you're the fucking an inspirational quotes person on Instagram now with that. The fittest man is the one who doesn't ask what your pussy looks like. (laughs) He's mentally fit. Yeah. I genuinely at this point really like being single, like no joke. And that's not me being like, I'm never going to post an inspirational quote about how much I like being single because I just genuinely like being single. You know, I tell myself that every day. I wrote it on a little sticky note, put it in my bathroom, but I haven't gotten to that full acceptance yet. I mean, I'm also considerably older than you. So you still have reproductive years ahead of you where you can stress out about those. Like I'm at the point where like, it doesn't matter if I'm with someone or not. Like I don't have a, uh, like there's no TikTok. I got to get on it thing. Or it's just like, at this point, I'm just looking for somebody to die with. Like I can find that at any point. Did you ever yeah, want as children? Soon as I realized as soon as I, I, I accepted the fact that I didn't want children, all of the stress of being single went away. Yeah. And now that I'm like reaching the end of my like reproduction, like I, I could definitely still have a kid for the next few years, but like, I would never have a kid at this point. Like my kid's going to come out an inhaler. Like I, there's <laughs> absolutely no option of me having an athlete. If I don't have my kid comes out with zero athletic ability. If my kid comes out and throws a ball like this, I'm going to be like, goodbye. Yeah. If you can't get a scholarship out of it, what's the point? What is the point? Like you think I, you you think I can afford fucking college education in this day and age, please. No fucking chance. And who am I going to have a kid with a young guy? No, I'm going to have a guy who has fucking has to pop 17 Viagra to just get his load to stay inside me. Darwin at no point would be like these two together are going to produce 
strong babes. Like my kid's going to come out and the fucking Santa Ana winds are going to kill it. <laughs> <laughs> and you're fine with not having kids, I guess. I don't even know if I want them. I mean, I would adopt a kid at this point. I would adopt and I would adopt, I would adopt a kid who's like, oh, that had like a good narrative. Like I would adopt a kid whose like parents died. Like everyone they knew is dead. Like, a, oh, I would love a refugee baby. Like I want one of those babies that got tossed over the wall in Afghanistan. Oh, Jesus Christ. The way you would handle your adoption is like America's Got Talent. <laughs> it would come on the stage and you'd be like, okay, let's hear, why are you here today? All right, let's see your talent. Golden X, no, not sad enough. Yeah, yeah. If I can't make an Instagram account, oh wait, did you guys hear? Did you guys hear about how adoption goes these days? So there are rules now with adoption agencies where if you adopt a child, you cannot post about them on social media for at least a year. You cannot post pictures of them. You cannot post videos of them. Nothing. They cannot exist on your social media. And I think it might be more than a year because so many people were adopting kids for the optics of it. What the fuck? Well, how, how would they know that? How did they, they will follow, they will follow, they will follow you and they will like literally take away. No, no, no. But how did they decide that people were just adopting for the optics of it? Well, wasn't there that family that like adopted a kid and then tried to give it back when it had behavioral issues or something? And like they had this whole big blog post and all this shit about how like the whole adoption process. That was Lena Dunham and her dogs. Probably. (laughs) Um, Okay. Last thing before you go. Okay. Who's your crazy bitch of the week? Um, I really, at this point, it's really like uh, the thing I've bitched about the most in the past few weeks, it's either JLo or the Kardashians. Um, It's not necessarily JLo. It's everyone being like, she looks so good for her age. I'm like, no, she looks so appropriate for her money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can we stop acting like she looks good for her age? As it show me a 40 year old homeless woman who looks 30 okay then I will be impressed about the aging process like you're 50 and you look like you're 30 because you have money yes is there a layer of it that's genetics sure you've had someone following you around your entire career being like eat this don't eat that eat this don't eat that now you have time to work out oh you don't need to worry about your two kids because you have a babysitter you have someone so you have someone who makes sure that your kids get up every day go to school do what they need to do to in order for them to be normal kids while you can sometimes take part in it other times not but then you have a trainer and then you can go dance and work out and eat right and your entire life is dedicated to being as stress-free as possible so you don't get fucking stress fucking lines in your skin and then watching her introduce her own fucking skincare line. And she's like, this is my favorite. It's the, um, the, um, the, the serum. Uh, so you put this on first, this one goes on second, it, first or second. I'm like, bitch, stop, stop, stop it with your skincare line. Stop pretending like this has been your fucking secret to success. It's bullshit. It is bullshit. You've had laser treatments. People are like, she's never been under a knife. Yeah, she's been under a laser. Even better. And also, has she really not been under a knife? Just because it's a knife or a laser or or a chemical that's peeling your flesh off to get to a new layer of flesh 
you, your money bought you the ability to do that shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. It's time to stop being like, oh my God, JLo's 52. It's like, no, JLo's a multimillionaire. That's what it is. Yeah. JLo's $52 million richer than me. Yeah. Well, 52 billion probably. (laughs) I'm in debt, but either way, she's got fucking money. Like let's please, can we please stop acting like she is look, she looks good for her age. And then there's like, then there's the fucking Kardashians who like, I'm sorry, the Kardashians, the Jenner, that whole like brood. I was at, um, the, um, what's the fucking mall, the Americana. It's the, a mall in Glendale. Every girl looks the same. Every girl looks like a Kardashian. And it's not just because most people in Glendale are Armenian. It's like, even the girls who aren't Armenian, they, everybody looks like a fucking Kardashian or they, they all look the same. They all dress like that. Mm -hmm. Everybody looks the same dresses the same they've created this uh, everybody wants to be them and it's like just so gross to me and it's like it's not their fault that you know they're good at what they do but like also can we stop pretending like they wouldn't be where they are if it weren't for a sex tape come on well I just think we're like also it's like can you believe that that cult happened you know everyone loves documentaries on cults because they can't believe someone joined a cult then like the Kardashians are a cult every they're a cult they are cults a cult leader a thousand percent Mm -hmm. thousand percent you remind any trend is a technically a cult because you're just following it and you're like oh they're doing it and that looks good so I think that looks good people like it like I should do that yeah yeah by the way, out of all the cults that have been on TV and people are like, oh my God, cults are crazy. I think we can all agree that Nexium is the only one that anybody should get on board with easily. Like it's a sex cult, a cult where you get to come out of all the cults. That's the only one that I see having any benefit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess minus the skin tag thing, but I guess. <laughs> By the way, the referring to a skin branding as a skin tag is so funny to me. Oh, yeah. Skin tag's like a medical like a- I would have a very hard time describing my pussy. Let's put it that <laughs> I know zero medical terms. Be so many synonyms in there. You'd be like, you'd be like uh, have you seen? Oh, my pussy. Do you know about skin tags? <laughs> Do you ever eat at Subway? <laughs> Before they rebranded? Before the refresh. Ah. <laughs> um, uh. Well, well, thank you um, so much for doing it. Sorry to keep you so late. Um, This is way more fun than a writing class. So do you want to plug you? You love you too. You want to plug your handles and my handles um, at Nicole, Amy, N I C O L E A I M E E my podcast that I have with another female comedian. Who's amazing. Jessica, Michelle Singleton um, is called two filthy nerds. Uh, We talk about nerd shit and we're gross about it. Um, we did Harry Potter to start, then we did Indiana Jones, then we did, uh, um, I can't even remember. And now we're doing Marvel. So, um, and then, yeah, I, I I'm doing comedy slowly around the country. So come see me. Sweet. Hey. <laughs>
Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.